Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Gems Podcast. It is your host, K-I-L-L-A. And today, we got a very, very, very special guest. Um, I'm not even about to sit here and talk about this because I, I just want to just get right into the conversation with this guy, man. I've known this man. We date back to probably about like, what, 15 years now? About maybe what, the end of like middle school, kind of? Um, yeah. A long time. So, but yeah, yeah, I got hella questions. I got... I would honestly, of all people that I know in this world, you are probably one person who I would like love to like actually have. I'm I'm actually happy I'm having this conversation with you because we have like Word. just like a little a little bit of sim just a little bit of similarities. But anyway, I, I ain't gonna speak too much on this family. Yeah. I want to introduce y'all to my guy. Yeah, face off. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Family. Now it's definitely been a smooth minute, yo. I was just talking to Vlad about it. Just how it dates back to middle school. He was he didn't yeah, even know. He man, was like, yeah, What? Yeah, Y'all like, known what, each other seven, since what, like what, way seven? back. I, said, I think yeah, I was well, in that's kinda seventh crazy. grade. You was in coming in eighth, right? I think, right? I think Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's one of them, man. Nice. I just know it was middle school and we was definitely <laughs> definitely young bucks. And I just never you never, you know, it's so crazy how life like Life happens like that. You never really know, right? 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 Because after again and, and you know after the next that, phase then we life. did. So that's I didn't crazy. see you again until like college, to mm. be honest. Which, well, that's when I first I started seeing yeah. you again, like in person. But until I'm gonna get to where yeah. I like I, I did see you around like in between time. But yeah. we gonna get to that. Uh, so mm. I want to start off this conversation. I always ask yeah. every guest yeah. to kind of just gauge how you know how they've been over like the last you know like six months, maybe even like the past like thirty days. So I always like to ask what mm. I like to call PMB, and that's just yeah. um, how you feel physically, mentally, okay. and you know, just business-wise or mm. your brand-wise, you know, just face off brand. So on a scale of one to ten, you know, ten Word. being the absolute best, one being the absolute worst, you mm. know, how how yeah. how are you feeling physically, mentally, and ment- um, business-wise? I'm gonna give myself yeah. as far as like an overall. I think overall, I think I'm a smooth like eight, nine. Um, physically, I could definitely be so much better just because like I, don't, I haven't been taking care of myself the way I should, especially like with all the traveling that I've been doing and just moving around. But mentally, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on that healing journey with that. I know coming into the new year, I plan on uh, jumping into therapy. I'm excited about that just because I feel like we Absolutely. all should, especially as like a young black man. That's something that we all need. Uh, so therapy is something that I'm looking forward to. Um, I try to like <laughs> self-diagnose myself sometimes and like in ways and like reasons as to why I think certain ways about certain things. You know, I try to find out where it stuck, where it stems from and uh, just, you know, my own personal trauma. So I, I try to do my job, like my due diligence in that could be so much better. And obviously it would be better if I was already in therapy. So I'm looking forward to jumping into that. But um, as far as, you know, and overall, I think I'm an eight like or nine. Like, I can't really complain, man, because I've been doing everything that I set out to do. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I've been living my dream for the most part. So I can't complain, bro. And I'm alive and well. And I have a new mentor, basically, um, that I met within this last six months. Um, he's just very positive, bro. He made me kind of change my words and, and you know, align myself in different ways. Like, I... Matter of fact, like even just coming in here telling you that I'm alive and well, he probably would have corrected me on that too. He would have just been like, nah, bro, you're doing great. It's a fantastic day. You still got your legs, right? You can still walk. You can still dance. All right. It's a great day. 
it's not about what's going on in your life. It's about how you look at it, you know, things like that. So he, and he sends me a motivational text every morning, kind of get my mind right. So definitely, yo, I can't complain, bro. I'm in a good space right now. Uh, so for those tuning in for either the first mm-hmm. time or if you've been with me the past few episodes, you know that this is a self-improvement podcast. So how mm-hmm. do you self-improve every day? Like what tactics, what resources, how are mm-hmm. you getting 1% better every day? Um, so each day I try to be aware of the things that I say, kind of like how I just did. Like when I said, yo, my mentor heard me say that I'm alive and well, he probably would have been like, nah, change your language. I know sometimes like I'll say things that, um, probably just aren't, you know, in the best light, like for myself, like I look at myself and just be unhappy with certain things and unhappy with, you know, certain spaces that I'm in, like as far as career goes as well. But I also got to try to remind myself that I am in a very, a very good space, especially I'm in a space that, you know, not a lot of people get to and people dream of. And, you know, I'm in that space. So while I'm I'm thriving to, you know, become more and, be, and obtain more for myself, still just try to appreciate the moments that I have now and just where I, how far I've come and just where I am. Because there's a lot of people, which is this is still super fucking weird for me to say, but there's a lot of people who, mm-hmm. you know, look up to me and show love and just even just all across the world, bro. So it's kind of crazy to even to feel that feel that type of love and just feel that type of you know appreciation so I think just kind of I tell myself to appreciate where I am right now even though I have goals to be greater and whenever I do hear myself slipping up I try to check myself in those moments bro like I am honestly Mm -hmm. like even though we've known each other quite some time like to me like honestly and seeing what you've been doing over like the past like few years like honestly I'm like good with good mm. peoples but i'm also like a fan of you because of just like something like in a, in a way I, i'm gonna I'm get into it but like first um kind of just want you i kind of <laughs> want you to just talk about like the the backstory because everybody doesn't know that you're i don't want to just call you a dancer i, I actually call i want to call you an artist so mm-hmm. you know you're an artist specifically mm-hmm. in you know the dance yeah. lane but kind of just give me like a little bit of backstory mm-hmm. on that. Like yeah. what what age did you like start dance? And then like what age did you feel like, okay, this is something that I want to kind of like take serious? Um, It's so funny. I feel like I've had this conversation specifically a lot lately. And I don't know. I just, it's so weird that I just never thought that I would actually be telling this story so many times. Mm-hmm. And it's actually it's full circle for me just because like I get to relive those moments and it keeps me humble and keeps me grounded. But I remember when I was young, I was like watching my sister's uh, dance recital. She was performing with like, I think I forgot the company at the time. I don't know if it was origination at the time, but I think it was, I think it was a different uh, dance company, but I just remember going to that show with my mom and my dad and um, sitting next to my father he he looked at me and was just like yo do you think you can you can do that you can dance like that whatever and I was like man I ain't trying to dance what you talking about like I'm not trying to do none of that and then I remember shortly after that there was these three dudes that got on stage I couldn't tell you their names for the life of me I just remember one of them had braids he was like on some Omarion type vibe and there was two other dudes with him bro they was up there going crazy popping jumping doing backflips just gliding across the stage now, I remember looking around and just seeing every single girl in the crowd losing their mind. I was just like, yo, what is going on? And I just remember in that moment, I looked at my father, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do this thing. 
And I started dancing for real. And, you know, one of my boys till this day, he's like somebody that I've known since like third grade. My boy Maxton, I used to play the drum set. And uh, he taught me how to do a moonwalk, like actually a glide, and also taught me how to do the moonwalk. In those moments, I was like, damn, this is fire. So then when I started like taking classes and, and really getting into this dance thing, I learned how to pop. The whole glide situation, I kind of just blended the two of them. So, you know, I, I tried to become like a nice little Omarion or Michael Jackson vibe. And, you know, you kind of just fall in love with it. I know for me, it, it started out with, you know, trying to impress women and well, girls, I should say at the time. And like just trying to <laughs> just be that guy and make them go crazy. And, you know, throughout the process, you just fall in love with what you're doing. And shit, at the end of it, you know, I kind of just was like, yeah, this is for me. And this is just what I want to do. And I started training, you know, taking all these classes and I joined the company Origination. Um, within Origination, they have like, it's, Origination is like the great umbrella. And underneath that umbrella, they have different companies within. I was in an all boys group called Aleye. And um, within that group, man, it was, they taught me a lot of discipline. It taught me focus. Um, and it gave me something to go after and strive for. So dance was just that, that outlier for me. And I think that's just, you know, that's where it all started for me. So this is probably the first time that I'm telling my audience mm -hmm. this as well. But I have, in my past life, mm -hmm. I had a bit of a, a dance background myself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I've, I've practically almost Come done damn near every dance probably the earth. <laughs> I've done the hip hop. I've done the jazz. I've done the tap. I've done the ballet. I've done the mm -hmm. swing. Um, I've done yeah. almost damn near. And that was all in the span of like... Yep. Oh, I want to say four or five years. Um, you know, like I started as you know really small, mm -hmm. like seven, eight years old or so. But anyway, um, I think like my last yeah. year was like two thousand six. Like that was like my like earlier in the year. And so mm. when you came in, like when you came in like middle school, like I was kind of like already mm -hmm. kind of ready to step away from the craft. Or like step away from the company just because I felt like I couldn't get mm -hmm. any more out of like a specific dance company I was at. And so I wanted to transition into something else. But when I met you yeah. and found out that, you know, because especially on especially on like our like morning like school bus rides or in the afternoon times, like when I found out that you was a dancer, yeah. and like I was just like, Oh shit. Yo, this he's and, and I saw and I started coming to I I can't remember what year it was, but I think I seen origination. There was some showcase they were putting on at like RCC, mm -hmm. and I remember like I had met you, but I had no obviously like yeah, I don't yeah. know that you're with them. But I remember going to it, and I was like, "Yo, yeah, I know that guy on stage, yo, like John John dances, like <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh shit, like yo, so, yeah." After I seen the showcase, so I was just like, that kind of started, got me itching again. Like, it was, you know, I was kind of itching to get back out there in the studio again and start dancing yeah. again. Because I was like, yo, now I'm seeing, because I'm seeing things and I'm like, I'm seeing what you're doing and I'm seeing like how the crowd is like reacting. And I'm just like, yo, I kind of really want to get out there and mm. get back into it again. And so who would you say is like your, like, influences i know you got like influence like 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 seeing your sister but who would you say is like like your other like um influences mm. for in this craft of dance um 
Yeah, that's so crazy because for one, I just learned no, something about you. I didn't even know that you was dancing like that for real. Like, like when said, you was like, younger, that's crazy. I just came off like from like 2002 to like yeah. 2000, mid 2006. I was with the same dance company and I kind of just elevated, yeah. you know, just kept climbing up the level, just learning different, that's fire, you know, yeah. different types of dances. And then like at the end, mid, mid 226, yeah. end of 2006, not the end, but mid, oh, yeah. Um, I was just like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of over it at this point. Like I I kind of want to start getting into like some like sports sports again, <laughs> like you know, like Word. I mean, I've always been a, like a multi multi-talented yeah, yeah. like athlete, but like uh, I was just like, yeah, I kind of want to just focus yeah, yeah. on sports now. Just like I don't want to really do dance. Like that was that was a phase of my life and I want to get back to yeah. it. But, um yeah, just make yeah. it just make it about yeah, but you know, I feel you on you. that. Now that's 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 big, bro. Yeah, and not and it's crazy cuz you you didn't just I'm sorry, I, I'm just, you know, fascinated by that because you didn't just do, like, one style either. You you tapped into, like, a bunch of different styles, which is important, thank too. You, so that's props to you, bro. Um, but I think for me, like, inspirations, um, I think, you know, growing up, YouTube was starting to become big at that time. And I know for me, like, the first person I used to watch a lot on YouTube was Luam. Uh, her name is Luam, L-U-A-M. Dude, she's so fire. Like she she took YouTube to another level as far as dance goes. And it was just Broadway Dance Center. She was always there going crazy with her choreography and just killing stuff, whatever. And I just I remember itching to go to New York for the longest. And I couldn't wait to get in her class at one point. But she was somebody that I used to watch all the time. And then there was this dude, Andrew Batterina. He was nasty with gliding, bro. Like his his glides were crazy. Like the stuff that dude could do with his ankle is just kind of crazy to me. And, you know, watching him coming up, that was major for me. And I think there's one other I'm going to try to throw in there. I know Ian Eastwood was another one because he was so innovative. Like, he was very different. Like, as far as the style of movement that he did and just the, the way he was able to tell a story, I thought that was super special. Oh, and last one is uh, Blaze. Uh, Johnny Blaze, that dude is cold as hell, bro. Like, and he's somebody that you know. For me, I was like, yeah, we kind of look alike, you know what I mean? So, I was like, yeah, this is definitely for me. I know I could do this, and I know I can create a lane. I obviously wanted to to be similar to him in a way when I was young. I just didn't want to be him. I wanted to create something for myself at the same time, but just know that there was a you know a lane for me because there was a lane for him. So. That's where I was at with that. Um, but yeah, those four people, for the most part, have like influenced me heavily, like at a young age when it came to this dance thing and watching how they perform, watching their careers. Like Luam, she does a lot with like Beyonce and, you know, a lot of different other artists. Um, Andrew Batterina, I watched him in Soul Real Crew and he opened up for like Drake and other artists and he has a whole studio with a bowling alley inside of it so like yo all the way in texas like i'm like yo there's dreams and goals in that that i want to obtain as well and then you know blaze watching johnny like he did a lot of stuff with chris brown you know be on the bieber tours that dude like he booked and blessed man i don't know if you've ever seen um rhythm and flow uh he was on that show too dancing with yeah he was actually on that show one of the backup dancers for like their final showcase thing that they were doing so there's so many different opportunities. Um, I think pretty much all of them, yo. Like he, like it's so funny because they all had different shows, but 
they learned numbers for each set. You know what I mean? Like they were they were on multiple performances that night. So it's crazy to me, bro. Just you know, looking at all of these people, and then you know, now I'm in I'm out in LA, and these people are my peers. You know what I mean? And sometimes, like even when I'm teaching, I get put in the same the same breath. Not to say that I'm you know at that same level because I'm still working to grow and match them. But if I'm getting ready to teach at a you know an event or like any type of uh, program, like they name certain choreographers, and my name gets thrown in there as well, and I'm just like. Yo, what the hell is going on, man? Like this is kind of crazy. But as far as my inspirations, yeah, those those four right there, like those special. Mm-hmm, those like are some it. special individuals, so, man. Now let's kind yeah. of bring it up to where face off. Where where does this originate from? Like, how did mm-hmm. how you come up with the the name face off? Like, it, it just sounded like when I first heard it, I was like, yo, that's a fire ass yeah. name like that's a fire ass <laughs> name to refer to like even though you know i refer to you yeah. as job but like anytime i like Word. talk to like people like yeah. whenever they when i when they like watch like a dance video yeah. or something related to you i showed them some, something related to you i always say this is my Word. guy face off yeah. i'm like i know him personally like i call him job you know because that's what Word. i'm on as but respect face off this is who i referred you to so yeah. tell me like give me like right. the backstory on face off man like Um, so a lot of that, that, that really just comes from high school, actually. Like when I went to an art school, so, you know, during lunch, we used to have like bring down a speaker okay. <laughs> and have like a crump circle or not even necessarily just like a crump circle. Like, like we would just yeah. be freestyling and battling and stuff like that. So. Oh, be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's where I went to school. So we literally, uh, it was me, Reggie and, uh, my boy Shaq. I'm really the only one that stuck with it. I just remember, you know, I used to make facial expressions like to every move, bro. Like every single move, I had a face for it. And then, you know, obviously being in that circle and battling all the time, you know, that's a face off. So it was like a double entendre type thing. And Reggie, um, we kind of just had like a play on a name with him. It was like kill off. And then my boy Shaq, it was show off because he, I mean, that dude's nice. Shaq is crazy. Honestly, that that whole crew, like you... Bro, um, he's Reggie Dash in a video sometimes. Um, yeah. Shaq, uh, yeah. what's the other, what's the other yeah. one? Um, yes, uh-huh. Junior, Junior, too, man. Like, Junior, uh, oh, you're probably thinking of Junior. Yeah, that's honestly, yeah, just yeah. all the time, man. I'm just, I'm fascinated. Every that's time. the crew right there, bro. Yeah, that's family right there, you know what I mean? And and Shaq, like, he he's so like multifaceted, it's crazy. Like, that dude can do any style. You tell him to break dance, that nigga will start spinning on his head. You tell him like <laughs> you, you need him to flip. He can break those out. Um, you need him to freestyle and battle anybody. He'll hop in his bag and he can just mix it up. Like that dude is crazy, and it's just it, you know the name that you know we gave him at the time was Show Off because literally he could like it's like Show Off because you got it. You know what I mean? But I'm the only one that really was like, oh shit, I'm sticking with this name for real. So now you know Shaq got Shaq famous, and Reggie is just legendary. Which is fire. He he pretty much got that from like uh I tried to get him to watch um How I Met Your Mother at one time. And the dude Barney, he'd be like, This is gonna be legend. Wait for it. Dairy. So you know, Reggie was like <laughs> Reggie was like, Yo, that's hard. And he made it what? his name basically legendary. So that's that's kind of like where that all came from. And you know, now it's to the point where, you know, that's that's who they know me as in LA. Like, you know. 
and all throughout that whole you know tour I was just on, anybody that addressed me, they might say job, but they also usually just call me face, you know, this face off, but face for short. So it's definitely, it's, it's real easy to remember too. Anybody, you know, I meet that's new, they're like, yo, what's your name? I'm just like face, just so that they know it's real easy. You ain't going to forget it. You see me, I got a face, word, word, you know, that's my name. So, so this that's just where that comes from. So yeah. talk about like. Like I think mm. you moved after after college, right? I believe you moved to LA after college. So yeah. So so tell me about like how yeah. your journey. Like, yeah, I was since, out of there. Yeah. Since your first move to LA to like now, like how how has it been out there? Um, you know, in the beginning it was rough, and it's funny because I remember I didn't really have a plan. I just remember being in college and telling everybody like, "Yo, I'm leaving and I'm gonna move to LA." Like. I'm probably going to work for a little bit, which I did. I worked for like nine months and saved up some money and got up out of there. But I specifically remember telling people that I was moving to L.A. just so that it wasn't like a – I didn't want to feel crazy. Like if I was one of those people to be like, yo, I'm moving to L.A. and then I don't move to L.A. and I stay put, I just didn't want that to be the situation for me. So I kind of set it so I could manifest it for myself and just make it happen. Um, When I first moved, yo, it was rough. Like – I was staying with one of my boys at the time. He was like, yo, you might as well just come to LA. Like, excuse me. No, good. I'm getting over a cold, so that's my bad. <clears throat> but he was like, yo, he was like, yo, you definitely should um move to LA and like save up some more money here. You could just stay with us however long you need. He was like, you would essentially be doing the same exact thing that you're doing now in the city. So just move to LA. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go. So, and Shaq was coming back to this, coming back to Boston at the time. I don't remember what he was coming for, but I asked him when he was leaving, and he told me in May, and I asked him if he could push the date back a little bit later in May, and he did. So, you know, May fifteenth became the date. I grabbed my stuff and I dipped, and once I got to LA, I stayed with him for a little bit, not Shaq, but my other boy. Stayed with him for a little bit, and um, you know, he had a real strict landlord. If somebody was staying with them, the rent was going to go up a little bit. So I was staying there for a while and everything was cool. But then eventually, you know, neighbors started telling me that, you know, he had somebody else extra there or whatever. So I had to <laughs> I had to step out and I had to go stay with my homegirl, Gina, at the time. And, you know, that was real smooth. I made sure I cleaned up their space whenever they left. I made their beds and stuff like that. And just, you know, just showed my gratitude for being able to be there while I was looking for jobs and all of that. And then there was a point, you know, where I ended up going back um, to my boy Melo's crib for a little bit. Um, but even before that, you know, I kind of stayed in my car for like, I want to say like two weeks. And each night when I was in that car, you know, I said a prayer and, you know, just gave it to God and just allowed myself to just to understand that, you know, it's never going to be easy. Like, this is going to be a part of my story. This is a part of my journey. And. You know, I would stay in my car, and then the next morning I would go and take a shower at one of my friend's cribs and then go about my day. i just get out the way and go do what I have to do. And it was always, it was always, like, in the back of my mind, like, yo, I could just go back home and go back to doing what I was doing originally. But personally, that just would have never sat right with me, and I didn't even give myself that opportunity to go after nothing. So... I stay. I stuck around. You know, I ended up getting a job at a Sears call center. Um, that job was trash, but I was only there for like a few months. <laughs> Shortly after that, you know, I got a call. It was from a rep um, from like a, a temp agency. Um, it was called Aerotech, and they were trying to get me a job at Snapchat. 
So uh, they hooked it up. I ended up getting that job at Snapchat. Uh, I was there for a little bit. And then from there, you know, every other corporate position that I've had was kind of lined up with Snapchat. Like I was working with Bird at one point, Fandango. Like every other job was like with either a startup company or a company that was like very forward and progressive. Um, so yeah, like I've never had to really, really do the call center thing again, except for when I was like, I think it was 2020 when there was like a hiring freeze on so many jobs. So I had to do like a call center situation and that was the worst job I've ever had in my life. <laughs> the worst, bro. Even worse than that Sears call center one. Um, but yeah, I got up out of that job in the minute that, you know, I was out of that job, everything else dance wise started to pick up. Like it got, it got real crazy for me at that time, but blessings all that, you know, I feel like everything happens for a reason. Everything got lined up the way that it should have been, you know, life is starting to make sense. So <laughs> I see like over like the past few years, you've kind of done like a lot more like, um, you know, kind of like leaving like the choreography. Um, so like when, mm-hmm. when, when did you like develop like the confidence to start doing that? Cause I know like you're talking about like coming up with like, you know, obviously I know anybody could come up with like a routine for themselves, but now coming up for a routine for somebody else. Yeah. Like I know when I, there was one time where when the company that I was with, you know, like we, it was like an end of the year showcase they were going to put on. And so they was like, you know, we want like mm-hmm. specific few to just come up with like your own routine. And I looked at that and I was like, this is hard as hell. Like, I don't know anything about how to choreograph, put, you know, choreography. <laughs> I don't know how to put together my own thing. Like I had my mom help me. And to be honest, it was probably the most Dude. embarrassing routine that I've ever <laughs> done today. I was just like, never again am I asking my mother <laughs> to help me with a routine. Cause that was just beyond embarrassing. Like, I mean, I executed it with absolute confidence, but I was just like, man, I hope yeah, somebody got that like, on camera. And, it was, and it's funny because it was only like, yeah. I think there was like me and like two other like duo girl groups. Um, those two actually, those two girl groups actually got to perform at the yeah, end of yeah. the year. I did it. Um, I think just like I said, because I, I wasn't surprised mm. because I, I wasn't that confident. Like I, I executed the, the choreography with confidence, but I didn't like the choreography. I didn't like the routine that I just allowed my mother to come up with. Yeah. I was just like, no, never again. I am Word. good. I am beyond like <laughs> embarrassed that I did this. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm over it. But uh, Word. man, nah, I hope nah, there's, nah, I hope nah, there's, nah, a, nah, nah. there's footage no, that, of that somewhere. Hell man. I gotta no, see they that. didn't record none of that. That was that was a one time thing. Unless somebody had like a little yeah, camera recorder, no. forget it. That wasn't being recorded. <laughs> Only like the end of the year performance when yeah. like those two girl, you know, duo groups they did it at the end. So that might be somewhere on film. But mine, I didn't make it to the end. Yeah. Yet, but. Yeah, no way. That was Word. just like never again, no way. never again. Um, but yeah, just tell, like, talk to me <laughs> about like, you know, like developing the confidence to, you know, just teach a group now. Because I see like mm. he was doing it like a lot with like the was it play play what is it called? What was that? Mm. Play play, L A. It was like, playground. Yes, um, playground. Because I would always see like oh a bunch, playground, like, playground, at the playground. playground. Yeah. When I first seen you there, I was like, oh yeah, my man definitely there. I did. My man yeah. definitely made it. He at the playground now. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just talk to me about like, you know, like, confidence as like a, He said my man that made it. Now, like groups. Yeah. Um, I think developing that confidence came with finding confidence within myself as well. Um, I think that kind of started early. Like when I was with Origination, there was a time where I tried to audition for the older group. Oh yeah, hell yeah. It's called Nia Dance Troop. 
think he was um, on like BET at some point. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was on that with them too when we did oh, BET. Yeah, I yo, think we had yeah, to do exactly. like a tribute yeah, to LL Cool J at the time. Yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. So at that time, so before I even got into that, I was, like I said, in LA, which was the younger boys group. Um, I tried to audition for Nia Dance Troop. The first time I auditioned, I didn't make it. And one of my other boys that was in the group, his name was Jeffrey. Uh, he made it into the group. And I remember at that time, like my whole spirit was kind of shot. I was sad because I was looking forward to being in that group and I wanted to do all that they did. But I remember at that time when I left, it was close to, I want to say New Year's. And we did this thing called First Night every year. Like first night Boston. So it's like at the convention center, they have all these different rooms with all these different events going on or whatever. Um, sometimes there would be performances at John Hancock Hall. That year there was. Oh, yeah, uh, status, status quo, quo was performing yeah. at John Hancock Hall. I don't know if you remember them. Yeah. So, yo, I remember going to John Hancock Hall to watch them. And I'll never forget because Chris Brown was just coming out at the time. He was just popping. But I remember going to see that see them perform and they had this this one set where they had controllers in their hands and there was one person in the center and they were acting like they were controlling him and he was going crazy bro like it's so funny because I feel like I need to see live performances a lot more because mm-hmm. I think live performances is what really inspires me to, to get up and be like okay I could do this because remember that's how I started dancing like earlier when I told you I started dancing is because I saw a live performance and this time around like where I gained my confidence it came from watching this live performance so I'm watching them control him, and he's going crazy. I'm looking at the crowd. They're bugging out. There's this one dude. I think his name was Thornell at the time. He jumped out the like the cut, and a Chris Brown song came on because he looked damn near just like Chris at the time. And he jumped out, made the crowd go crazy. And I was looking at their facial expressions and how they were moving. This is when face-off was starting to develop, by the way. like I'm watching how they're moving the crowd just with their facial expressions and just how they're moving. Bro. I tell you, when that next year rolled around and I was still in that LA's boy group, <laughs> bro, I was performing. Like, I, dog, my face changed up. The way I was moving changed up. I had people in the dance troupe, their jaws was on the floor and they was looking at me like, yo, what is going? Is this the same person from a few months ago? Like, bro, my confidence oh, yeah. was up. <laughs> I, was and I was like, yo, y'all gonna regret not putting me in this group. <laughs> like, I was on one, yo. And then, I remember the next year rolls around for them auditions and bro, like I was snapping that whole time I was in that audition. Uh, One of the choreographers, like he taught us the piece that we needed to perform for the audition and he started doing it with us, with my group. And I remember he messed up and I finished it off. Like I went crazy and the, you know, the staff, the people that were like, you know, judging us for the audition, they stood up. They're like my like second, third and fourth mothers at this point. But they stood up and they were like going crazy at an audition too. You ain't supposed to do that. You kind of supposed to keep your composure and just write things. But yo, I was bugging out and they got hype. And then, you know, I made it into that group the next year and I couldn't even complain because a lot of like the set, a lot of the dances that we were doing, like they put me kind of like front and center for a lot of stuff. Uh, Even if, if I wasn't front and center, I was like front to the side or second row. You know, so I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of, I, I took that as a learning process for me, kind of just like, yo, if you, you in a situation where your back is against the wall, or if you feel like you're being doubted, it's time to turn up the heat and like go crazy. 
and I, and you know, that kind of happened to me in LA as well. Like, you know, I came in, I was going crazy when I first got to LA, taking all these classes, killing everything. And then, you know, just the, the atmosphere of LA and just feeling like you got to be always on top of your stuff or you always got to have some type of video. You got to be this type of dancer to, to do this and that, so on and so forth. It gets kind of draining. So it takes away the love and the passion that you once had for it. So in 2020, I kind of sat down with myself and was just like, yo, bro, I'm not going to do nothing for myself. That's not for me. I'm not going to do anything that's not that's not making me happy. At this point, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do personally. And at that point is when I started getting phone calls to, yeah, to do different to, music yeah, videos and doing different uh, shows and stuff like that. Yeah, bro. So, yeah. So perfect segue. I mean, at that time, that's just when that happened. You know, I got calls to be at these studios. And yeah, that's where I'm at now, bro. My confidence just kind of, it, it really takes reflection. Yeah, so like mm-hmm. leading into like the, the music videos is now, like I see like you kind of, you did you like, I think you came up with like a concept for like your own like music video, right? The, the is it the, the steamer one, the steamer video, mm-hmm. right? Was that, was that like, I know that was like your thing, but like, yeah, that, yeah. Like, behind like the directed and stuff like that, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, so okay. that was actually still in Boston. That was before I even left, bro. That was, um. Yeah, bro. I was I was on one at that time too, like because I knew I was getting ready to leave. But I definitely did direct that. My boy Junior helped me out a lot on that, so shouts to him. And he did like uh, some of, like he did the screenwriting. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the little the little, little Jack Ray scene you guys got Junior, in there. And, and Junior, with the bag, yo, <laughs> hell yeah, man, yo, and Junior is on one. Yeah, we was we was definitely trying to put together some some heavy stuff, but like and Junior was on one at that time, and he's. Still on no, one. That no, dude is, I, that's, you know, I think I seen something on my timeline now, the other so. day with him in some movie. I'm Shout like, to him. This man is really, he's literally so multifaceted. Yeah, Christmas movie. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Nah, Junior is doing his thing, man. I can't even be mad at him. He's killing it. And he about uh, to come to LA, too. Exactly where right, he should all right. be. Um, so, mm-hmm. I got a little segment on my podcast. Yeah. It's called G-A-M-E. It's broken down as mm-hmm. Gems About Me. So... Mm-hmm. I'll just ask a question or a statement and mm-hmm. you just fill in the blank. Answer to the best of your ability. I'm not here to judge you for any of your answers. Just, gotcha. you know, wherever you, however you want to answer. So, <laughs> Word. First one is, I feel it. my name is and I am. Right Shit, my name first is Face Off and I'm greatness. Is... <laughs> Shit, yawn. <laughs> Nah, I get up. Um, pretty bad habit is I check my phone. Um, something I'm gonna work on um, staying away from in the new year. I'm just kind of separate myself from my phone. But I definitely check my phone. Is you know that's the first thing uh, I do when I wake up. Early I can't even bird hold you. or night owl? Shit, both. Um, poor sleeping habits, man. Like I, I don't go to sleep too early because of FOMO. You know, being in LA, anything can happen last minute. People ask you, oh, can you show up to this tomorrow? And it'll be 11 p.m. And then, like, sometimes I wake up early just because I, I don't know if it's, like, anxiety or whatever. I just wake up, and if I'm if my eyes slightly open, then I'm like, oh, shoot, let me check my phone real quick and make sure, whatever. But pretty much both. I wake up okay. early, and uh, I go to bed To cope late. with stress, I... Hmm. Um, to cope with stress, I either play 2K... Play Call of Duty, play something, some type of video game, or like I speak with loved ones. 
Um, just trying to keep right, myself. So uh, you know, you're just coming. Well, for those, a lot of you probably don't know that this man's coming off, you know, a worldwide tour. But mm. before we get into that, top three places that you would like yeah. to visit again. <laughs> um, again would be Amsterdam, Prague, and. I think Australia as a whole. And then the last Australia one, was cool. I'm manifesting yeah. for 2023. Um, I'm manifesting an abundance of opportunity, uh, more greatness and more um, just health and wellness. Definitely going to take health very seriously in 2023 and uh, definitely try to transition in some spaces. All right. So mm -hmm. let's get about let's get into this. This world tour you've been on for the last few months, man. How the hell oh, yeah. did you <laughs> get the opportunity to one? First of all, <laughs> Super Bowl, the Super Bowl yeah. this past year. First of all, talk about how the hell yeah. you landed <laughs> yeah, that, that was gig huge. in a set with Kendrick Lamar, and then oh. it turned into yeah. a worldwide tour. Like, <laughs> talk about that. Talk about the experience with that. Just going. Continent to yeah, continent, man. country to country, arena to arena, entertaining the people with Kendrick um, Lamar. Talk about that, bro. Something that you you can't even really dream about. Like it's 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 weird, man, because it actually started before the Super Bowl. Like I did a day in Vegas with Kendrick, and that was last year in November. Um. So we, we did day in Vegas. It was probably like 20 guys and like 10 girls. So it was like 30 of us on stage with him. It was a whole festival. And it was in Vegas. But he uh, he was cool then. You know, we didn't really have much access to him at that time. But he's a cool dude. He came in, showed us all love, shook up with everybody, spoke to us all. And, you know, we did that show with him. And then it was a wrap. And when Super Bowl came up, I wasn't even going to the audition for Super Bowl. I was kind of just chilling. I do wish that I went to that audition, though, because I probably would have been doing a lot more at the show than what I already did. But he, uh, when I got you know, done with that whole thing, they, my agent hit me up like, hey, so they're asking for you to do a private audition for the Super Bowl. They want the guys that were at Day in Vegas to come do this audition. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll show up. And I went, and just like they said, it was a lot of us that did Day in Vegas. They wanted us to audition for the Super Bowl, so... They were like, I'm going to be real with you guys. There's um, only 15 spots and there's 16 of you. Oof, so man, one of you hard. aren't going to be <laughs> in the <hard>. <laughs> oh, so, bro. <laughs> bro, I was nervous uh, as hell. I was like, yo, I cannot be that one guy that does not. Like, I was like, there's no way in hell. And then my boy Alex was there too. And he was saying to me, he was like, look, I'm kind of scared because he has no hair. Like he's bald. And there was one other dude in there that was also bald. And he was like, yo, I feel like it's going to come down to either me and me or him because why do they need two? I was like, well, bro, I mean, y'all could be opposites at the same time. So there's that. And, you know, that kind of eased some, some stress for him. But by the end of that audition, it's so funny because mm. neither one of them was on that job. And half of the people that I saw at that audition wasn't on the job. It was like a whole bunch of just different people, which is fine. You know, that's just the way the industry works. But. I ended up getting that job from that audition, that private audition that we had. So I did the Super Bowl, <laughs> had to dye my hair blonde. It was cool. I actually might do it again. That, that was fucking with the look. It was cool. <laughs> but 
But uh, after after the Super Bowl was done, you know, I, I knew uh, Kendrick was getting ready to drop an album, and me and my boy Rob, Rob is a is a huge fan of Kendrick, and I'm a fan of Kendrick as well. But he's he's definitely a bigger fan than I am. He know damn near every lyric that Kendrick ever spit. Um, I remember when he dropped his album, I was like, yo. I text him immediately, like, yo, bro, um, he just dropped his album. I feel like, you know, a tour coming up soon. We better be on that. And he was like, yo, I'm manifesting this. I'm already on my second listen. And I'm like, all right, word, word, word. My agent hits me up and tells me that there's an audition going on for, you know, a world tour, this, this, and that, so on and so forth. And I was like, all right, cool. And he told me that, you know, the choreographer, her name is Charm. He was like, Charm wants to see you there. So I said, okay, I go to the audition that's being held. Now, when you're signed to an agency, there's a bunch of different agencies in LA. So there's like Clear Talent Group, there's Block, um, there's uh, GTA, and there's MSA. There's a bunch of them. I'm with MSA. Um, So I realized that this audition, they were separating all of us based on our agent. So they had Clear Talent Group come in early. They had Block come in at another time. They had MSA come at a different time. So I'm at the audition with all these MSA heads and we get brought into the room finally. And the one thing I'm hearing in the hallway, by the way, is people saying, yeah, this is either going to be like, a, I heard it's either Kendrick or it's The Weeknd or one other artist. I can't remember who the other artist was. Personally, no shade <laughs> to The Weeknd. I, I just don't care. I don't care about none of his music. I don't care about, like, I didn't want to be on no type of tour that had to do with The Weeknd. So we get brought into the room and I'm putting my stuff down, and I hear my name, and I look up, and I see Charm sitting at the table. So there's, like, a, right at the front of the room, there's, like, a table, a long-ass table, and there's, like, seven people sitting at that table. Charm is one of them, and those are all the people that are looking at you to see if they want to book you on the job. Charm is at the end. And I, like I said, I heard my name. I look up, and she throws her hand in the air. She's waving me over. And I'm like, hold up. So I'm already thrown off because how do you know my name, right? So I run over to the table. And she's sitting there, her arms crossed, her legs crossed over the other. I'm nervous. And she's just looking at me and she's just like, I don't think this is the job for you. And I'm like, oh, all right. And I was getting ready to grab my shit and just be out. And she was just like, I got some other shit. I got some Kendrick (laughs) shit. I was like, okay. I was like, all right, cool, cool. I was like, so when... (laughs) I was like, so when, so when does that happen? Like, she was like, don't even worry about that. That's going to come up when it comes up, but oh, this ain't the one for you. And I was like, all right, bet. So I went and grabbed my stuff, and she yells out my name again, and I look up. And she was like, you can stay and dance if you want, though. And I was like, nah, I'm cool. I'm going to just head on out. Because for one, I'm not about to stay and dance at a job that you already know you don't want me on. You're choreographing for this one, and you're choreographing for the Kendrick joint. You know you want me on that one, but not this one. I'm not staying here. And risking injury or just wasting my time when I'm not going to get this job. And luckily, I found out later it was for the weekend. Right. So, boom. All great. Right. I'm out of there. It worked. You know what I mean? Everything lined up. I called my homie Rob. And I was like, well, when I called him, he picked up the phone. The first thing he said to me, he was like, God's good, ain't he? And I'm like, wait, hold up. What? And he was like, nah, you know what? I'm going to let you get this off first. And then I'm going to tell you my side. I was like, all right, cool. Bro, so I basically everything I just told you, I told him. And he told me, you know, he was on the phone with her at one point. And, you know, he's, he was overseas when I was talking to him. He was over in Europe. 
some, doing something. I think he was teaching out there. But he told him that he got a phone call too. She asked him to assist her in different spaces as far as, you know, a Kendrick tour would go. And then, you know, she was asking if certain names sounded good. And he kind of was just like, yeah, you know, I don't want to overstep, but I have some recommendations of my own as well, if that's okay. And she was just kind of like, yeah, you know, you can give me your recommendations, but that's your name on the line. You know, if you vouch for somebody and they out here messing up, that's, that looks bad on him. But he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to recommend anybody that you haven't already worked with. And she worked with me and she worked with the other person that he recommended back when we did Day in Vegas. She just didn't really register that because it was like 20, 30 plus. You know what I mean? So, and, you know, when she, so when she saw me at that audition, it was because she remembered and because he had already mentioned me prior. And then, you know, I got hit up again to do a skeleton. Now, a skeleton is like when you're building out the blueprint of a performance. You're choreographing and you're putting it on people to see how it looks before you take it to the stage or before you get to rehearsals. So I was at the skeleton. My agent, you know, I was going to told me to go to the skeleton. I was getting paid for that as well because Kendrick had a few pop up shows in like Glasgow and uh, Glastonbury or whatever it was. Um, I don't know if you've seen like some of those runway shows that he did over the summer, but he had those before the tour started. So I was in the studio working on that with all of them and Kendrick, he was there as well. And it's so funny because before all of that happened, I received an email that said, congratulations on, you know, the KL 2022 tour, all this other stuff. This is before any rehearsal, any skeleton or any audition or anything. I'm getting this email and I'm like, bro. So I pick up the phone immediately. I call Caleb. I call Vlad. I call E, Andres. Like I called all of them. I'm like, yo, I think I'm going on tour with Kendrick, yo. Like, and they were losing their mind. They were going crazy. But I was still nervous because, you know, we also had to have an audition for that. And an audition, which like 60 and 70 guys showed up to. And she told us there at the audition, guys, I'm only taking seven. I'm only taking seven guys. And I'm looking around the room like, yeah, there's no way I'm going on tour right now. Like, I just lied to my bros and I feel crazy. But I went through the audition, killed it, did everything I needed to do. And, you know, I already have history in working with Kendrick, so it just made sense that I should end up on that tour. And it was a blessing because I got to go on that tour with, like, four or five of my bros that I've already known. And then, like, one other girl that I was cool with, she's on that tour as well. So it was it's a beautiful thing. And then you build new friendships, family bonds, and all of that. So that's how that happens. Long story, but, like, bro, that's literally how that panned out for me. <laughs> I love that. Listen, like I, like I said in the beginning, bro, like, hell yeah. Not only is Blessings, we good bro. peoples, but I am also a fan of you. Like, when I seen that, just hearing first, yeah. hearing that somebody that I know <laughs> is going to be performing at the Super Bowl, one of the grandest, like, stages in the nation. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Like, I'm going to be proud. I'm a fan, bro. fan of that. And then they hear the hell fact yeah. that he's going to be on, going on a world tour, yeah. Yeah. pretty much one of the biggest artists of, like, this damn decade. Yeah. So, yeah, damn, I'm definitely a fan of yeah, that. Man. Like, I am proud as hell to say that I know this <laughs> man. Like, to say I know you. Word. Um, <laughs> Yo, that's definitely special. When we was in Boston, I definitely was saying, like, it felt good to be on that stage and be a symbol of hope, for real. Like, I come from this city. And then to be able to be on that stage and look out into the crowd. You know, my, my family was all out there. And... Caleb and all of them, they grabbed their tickets and showed up, man. Bro, it was, mm. yeah, it's crazy to just even feel that. 
just like, yo, I was on that stage with Kendrick and y'all got to see that. Blessings, blessings, blessings. So it was definitely special for real. What have you learned about yourself so far with this journey, like up until this day? And then Mm -hmm. also answer for me, like, what are you still learning about yourself? So I think that's where, like, this whole process is really where I've learned the importance of therapy. Because while it's all, you know, fun and grand and just being able to see the world, I mean, it's a lot of time that you're spending by yourself as well. Like, you get all these hotels and all of that, but that hotel room, they have to split us up. They can't put you in a room with somebody else. Um, You know, it's just, you know, something that I think legally they have to do is just give you your own room being in that space, you do have a lot of time to think and just like, I mean, you talk to family as well, but you guys also got to consider like being in Europe and being in Australia. Times are different. Like daytime over there is like y'all are in bed over here. So it's really, you know, you got to find, find time for yourself to, to appreciate being with yourself first of all. And then sometimes, you know, people, it gets real clicky within the dance space as well. So some of the dancers will go out with other dancers and, you know, some of us will go out with another group of whatever, or sometimes you're on your own and you kind of just got to find peace or make peace with that. And that was very hard um, sometimes within that space, but, you know, trying to find that balance and then also just trying to be, make sure that you maintain happiness, make sure that you maintain just your mental health in general, like, or just physical health. That's something that I've learned. Like I allowed myself to kind of just sit around on tour like, cause it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Like you have all day to sit around and, and eat a bunch of bullshit. Like catering, they have it three times a day, bro. <laughs> with dessert. Like they got a bunch of just crap that you can eat. And you would think like being on tour, like, yeah, you could lose a lot of weight and you working out. Do- like, nah, bro, that's not the case. Cause right. you really just sitting around, you sleep, you're traveling, like you're on planes, on buses, <laughs> and just eating and then sitting around. Bro, like I'm so off right now and I just can't wait to get back to LA and, you know, get back into regimen, get back into routine. Cause I thought that the tour was going to put me in a routine. I thought tour was going to be good for me and be like, yo, this is where you can channel it. Like how the, like, nah, bro, you out here trying to live and, and experience stuff. Like you're trying to be outside. You're trying to enjoy this food or enjoy this experience, get on this boat or go see this and that, you know what I mean? So there's no, there's time, but there's no real discipline within that. If you haven't already been doing it before. So I think learning that about myself is like, no, I got to create that routine at home. I got to read a lot more when I'm home, just focus on mental health and just a lot of, you know, there's a lot of health habits that I just need to create for myself. And that's just one of the main things that I learned while I was on the road. And that's something I'm still trying to gather and still trying to learn. um, Just one Mm -hmm. last thing. What, what gems do you give to Mm -hmm. those aspiring to, you know, really become like an elite? artists you know i even want to just say just dance i want to just say just because i like to prefer people as just as an artist man because what you do what what dances that's art to me singing yeah. rapping music like anything like right. that it's it's art to me so what do you give to mm-hmm. those artists who are just like you know they're a little stubborn they're a little like afraid to kind of really get out there build a name for themselves you know they're afraid yeah. to teach that first choreography like what gems do you give Mm -hmm. to those people there take yourself seriously um i think 
That's something also. It's funny that you mentioned stubborn because that's something that I, you know, with Caleb and, and E, I say this to them too. Like, because them two are some of the, the most talented motherfuckers I know. Same thing with Dre too, like with his photography and his film. If he came to LA, I mean, I'm telling you, I know people out there that film and drive Corvettes. You know what I mean? Like, they, they be they get their bag. And when it comes to Caleb and E, like, Caleb is a, he's a little different though, because even though he's stubborn in, like the music aspect, Caleb gets after it in everything else that he wants. You know what I mean? Like he'll, his whole business formula, format situation he got going on right now. Like I've had conversations with this man. He's on a different level. He's doing wild stuff right now. That man is low-key a genius in what he does. But when it comes to the music thing, I'm like, bro, you got to, if you want to do that, I don't know if he really, really wants to do that for real. I think he just loves making it. But I know that dude okay. can snap if he was in LA right now. Like that dude yeah, would be have a conversation like with him. crazy if he was in yeah, LA. I'm waiting. Right I'm now. waiting. I'm waiting. Same I'm thing with Eric. I'm meaning to have a conversation with E. I still, I still got E lined up. You got to, but yeah, well, um, Caleb too. Definitely, I got both get of them him on as well as so we can have that. Definitely tap in, you know, bro. Because I tell E too, I'm like, bro, like I think something happened with him. I don't know if he like you know got laid off from his job or something. I can't remember what it was. I don't. I don't want to put that on him. But there was something specific that we was talking about. But I remember telling him, like, yo, bro, take this as, like, a fresh start. And you got to really consider if you still want to be in Massachusetts. Like, bro, you you talk about palm trees all the time in your music, bro. Like, what are we doing? Like, come to L.A., bro. Like, there's nothing but palm trees. And you preach palm trees. And if he's out there – and don't get me wrong. I know his music was just on the radio recently. So he's still doing what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, he's still doing work. But no – like I want so much more from my crew. Like there's from those guys specifically, there's so much more that they could be doing. And I ain't gonna hold you, bro, with all the fitness stuff that you do. This there's a bag to collect somebody, for you in somebody LA, somebody bro. Told me that like I really and it's told selfish me that earlier this year because I was like, I was yeah. I was like, okay, of all places that I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't move, I was like, you know, LA probably is just not one of those places that I want to move, but then somebody, you know, somebody had commented mm-hmm. was like, right. you know, with the field that you're in, you might not like, you know, maybe the living situation in L.A., but as far as, like, the fitness industry, that might mm-hmm. just be the perfect place for you to be. Bro, it makes sense. Like either there it or, like, makes Miami, so much sense. You got to really like, think like about that and consider that I, like, it because... I never move to either Hell one. yeah. It was like... Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere hot, bro. Anywhere hot. Just think about that. Cause you got to really think about that for one, because like, so when it comes to, to, to Eric as well, like I tell him, bro, like if you move to LA for one, like you, you have so many more resources and people that are trying to do the same thing that you're trying to do and it'll make it work. But with you and what you're doing in fitness, bro, you come to LA, people love the sun. People want to be able to take their shirts off. You know what I mean? Like that is literally LA is literally the place where you got to be. That's where you're going to collect the most. And don't get me wrong. I don't even care for LA. The, like, I don't want to say the location because I do like the location. It's hot. It's nice. Whatever. People, not the greatest. You know what I mean? And that's why I think selfishly why I do want all my East Coast people out there just so I can have a sense of humanity while also, you know, trying to chase this dream. And then there's always like a level of confidence that I have when I chase it with people around me that have like minds, you know what I mean? And also know how to be human outside of it. Because for me personally, I don't like hanging out with dancers all the time. All we talk about is dance. I want to talk about how are you doing as a person or how do you feel? Like what's going on in your life? What's up? How's your mom? How's your dad? Like I want to have those conversations as well. And people kind of struggle with those conversations in LA because it's always like, 
this job that I was doing or what's up next and stuff like that. But bro, for, specifically for what you do as far as career, if you want to see a difference and want to see growth, I guarantee you LA is a spot for you to be in, man. Like, and I see the work that you do. I'm like, yo, this man is out here actually putting in work yeah. and doing great things, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel that way about all of y'all. And I just feel like LA is the spot for the growth, man. But I know we have, we have foundations that we've built here and, you know, we feel like it's been successful so far here. We kind of get comfortable and get afraid to, to, to walk away from that and expand. But I feel like once you get up and you make that move and you do it, bro, the way that like new heights that you can reach with that. And even if it doesn't happen, you tried it. Cool. Now I can go back in and make things work the way that it was before. But I just don't ever want to see anybody regret not making those decisions at this time while we have it right now. And then, you know, think yeah, back on that later. I've, and just I've, be I've like, definitely like yeah, entertained. The, I like this. To be honest, in the past, like I've actually, my original intention was to mm. try to move out of the city. Cause to be honest, I haven't wanted to stay here long. Like my my sister has been mm. out in LA for the last few years because she's into yeah. film. So that's where, you know, yeah. she's been, she just graduated right. last year. So now she's out there, you know, trying mm. to really work her way to, you know, a little deeper into the industry. And think about how many actors she can introduce you to, bro. Think about how many actors yeah. that need to be well, in shape for whatever film they got coming up. You know what I mean? Like, bro, that's a... Out of her comfort zone just a little more because she's a bit of a... Uh, yeah. A little a little anti-social around mm-hmm. people, but, like, you know, she's she's still learning. You know, she's 20. Yeah. She's, she's, you know, opening up a little bit more now, but... Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. But yeah, she's been out there the last few years, and now my mother... I just moved my mother, like, two months ago to Vegas... So now it's just literally, I'm just like, yo, mm. I need to get yeah, they all over way. there, like, man. I am sick and tired of the cold. I'm, sick, yeah. I'm just tired of the cold over here. Like, I'm like, I'd rather just like move out. It's like, cold as hell here, here, bro. Like, what the I hell? I prefer to be away from here. Like, I, so in 2020, I wanted to actually like yeah. move. Like, I, I had it in my mind. I was like, yo, I, I had a plan mm. to just kind of just get my stuff and just move somewhere else so that way I could start fresh. And then yeah. pandemic happened. And then, you know. Yeah. Then I kind of just like really like changed like my mindset about like okay what do I really want out of life like what is my why and like you know what what exactly is my like my true right. purpose and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we all face that, bro. We like even with Vlad too. I be pressing him like, bro, you you do this the YouTube thing and the film thing, bro. It's so easy out there, man. Just and then you'll meet like like minded individuals where you can do collaborations and you can you know work with them and figure out how you can promote each other and do different bro like I, I don't know man I just I have so much passion for my people around me and I just feel like there's there's so much to gain this like this world is huge and there's so much that we can obtain in doing it and I'm only just scratching the surface and I'm just figuring it out for myself teaching in, in all these different places bro like I even in the midst of that tour there was a week where we had like that week off to where people can go home for Thanksgiving and um, they were going to fly us back out to go to Australia. Instead of sending me home, I told them to send me to Finland. I'm, I taught, I was in Finland, Finland for like 10 days, I think. Bro, I taught eight different classes while I was there. Like, just because I know they crave that. And they don't even really have, like, resources like we do in L.A. over there. But I'm also understanding that my brand is starting to reach different places. You know, I got people in Korea and Japan. Jeez. Learning my steps off of videos, bro, like and reposting it. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I already know for myself, I need to make my way over there. 
because those people are waiting for me to get there and they always tag me and that even new york new york is like yo please can you just do one pop-up in new york you went all the way to australia and in europe and all that and you haven't even touched base in new york yet so i know i gotta yeah, do that this yeah. this upcoming year you know what i mean and it's just it's a matter of understanding like yo your resources can be used in different places you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get up out of this city, oh, what, what, yo, what's, it's too much what places show you like the most love too much Okay. Um, well, when I went there, it was Finland. Finland, like, bro, like, right before getting on this call with you, I just got tagged by, like, this is one girl that posted it, but it was, like, eight different girls in that video, like, doing my choreo that I taught over there. They just cleaned it up, and then they recorded themselves doing it and just tagged me. I just put it on my story, but, bro, Finland showed me a lot of love when I went there, and I was so grateful for it, and I dropped a lot of gems on them as well, and then before I left, I did a four-hour workshop with them that was free of charge. Like, cause you know, they they showed a lot of love when I was there and they paid for so many different workshops. I wanted to do some give back. So I just four hours with them and literally gave them two different combos. But we 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 were training, man. We I gave them some work. It was special. <laughs> I love Finland, bro. I'm going back this summer. I don't I don't care. I'm going back. All right. All right, smooth. bro. Um, yo, we've been on here, but just about oh, yeah. an hour now. So um we're gonna just wrap up here so two things i want to ask of you Mm. i want you to end off by leaving Mm. a gem for Mm. the audience and also leave the most powerful Mm. gem that Mm. you live by okay um i could just do two in one because it's it's pretty much the same thing um i think for me it's just Knowing your value, knowing your worth, um, and also just not allowing anybody to dim your light. Uh, I think that's just extremely important because uh, we're all able to shine bright together. Um, Nobody is greater than the next person. That's something I preach a lot even when I teach classes. We get so caught up in the social media era of everything that we do. We we want fast gratification. Uh, We want to be validated in any form of uh, social media that we can. Validate yourself. Uh, look at yourself in the mirror and just and show love to yourself and understand that you are uh, you are love, you are light, and you are greatness. And um, anything that you set your mind to, you can accomplish. And I, let me be the example to that because there was a time where I didn't think I could. And then I got on stage with Kendrick Lamar on a world tour, and I was able to take that shit back home and do that in front of my family and friends and and show like uh, you know motivation and inspiration to the world so allow yourself to be your own light show grace to yourself show love to yourself and understand that you are great all right um just uh yes, drop sir. off your social so everybody mm-hmm. knows where they can find you how to tap in with you yes sir uh instagram is underscore face off however the o and off is actually a zero so underscore f-a-c-e zero ff um shoot twitter is face off tweets and that's really i mean i got tiktok but i don't even really be on on tiktok like that (laughs) eventually whenever i do i mean i'll post it on my instagram and people be able to find it that way but yeah i'm on it but i'm not on it i just be on there to watch (laughs) funny videos (laughs) all right audience you heard it here man stay blessed stay gemmed up